Hello, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. Very, very happy to be with you today. Today is going to be a snowy day here in New York City. It's so interesting. Yesterday it was 60 degrees. It was a balmy day. Today, snow, the ups and downs of the weather, the ups and downs of our experiences just vary so dramatically. And yet we are living in this space and our challenge is to stay calm and focused and grounded throughout all of the twists and turns that occur sometimes moment by moment, definitely day by day, and as we look across time. The year is coming to a close and what an incredible year it has been. I don't think any of us could have imagined the changes that we have experienced and endured, the need to quarantine that is ongoing, at least in some ways for many of us, probably most of us who have the ability to stay quarantined at least for much of the time because it's safer for us to do so. That has changed life, getting up and going to work for many of us has been getting up and walking to another room and turning on the computer and turning on the camera, just like you and I are doing today. It's different. And we walk into this holiday season knowing that it is so different from what we have experienced in the past. I'm praying that most of us are not getting in a car, on a bus, on a train, on a plane to visit our loved ones. But instead, we are remaining put wherever we are and figuring out other ways that we can connect with the people that we love so that we can be safe and together at the same time. I often talk about the wonder of technology and how if used well, it can support us so much because we can connect to each other just as we are now. We can pick up the phone, we can text, we can send things to our loved ones. There's so many things that we can do to stay connected. And I see my friend Wendell here. Good morning, Wendell. And good morning to all of you who are joining me today. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it is for you. It's today I wanna to talk about connection and I wanna talk about connection at a time when we are supposed to be distanced because it seems like an oxymoron. Like, what are you talking about, Harriet? We all wanna be connected. We, we long to be connected. It's part of being a human that we need to be touched. We need to make that eye, eye connection, eye to eye connection. We need hugs. We need, you know, when they talk about babies in the hospital, abandoned babies. They have people who come in and, and just hold them because it, if they're not held, they don't live. Just because we aren't babies doesn't mean that we don't need that. We need that human to human connection that gives us life and joy and the desire to push forward and move on and be the great beings that we were meant to be. But in this moment in time, we are challenged to be disconnected, at least on a physical plane. 
because that is what will keep us healthy. And so I've been thinking about connection and what does it mean to be connected when you need to be disconnected? Well, it means that you have to have a plan. It's funny, yesterday, all through the weekend, I was thinking about one of my friends who I haven't um, connected with in a long time. And she was just in my heart, in my mind, and I was busy doing other things and I did not get a chance to contact her. And guess what happened? Yesterday evening, the phone rings. I don't recognize the number because it's her landline. It was the very person who I was looking to connect with. And so we did. We got not as long as we wanted because I was in the middle of something, but I paused, talked to my friend, my dear friend, Patty, and promised that we will talk again soon. But connection is so incredible because my being, my heart was longing to connect with her and there she was. I don't want us to uh, look past the power of longing. It is powerful and it can bring connection to us. If you long enough for something good, and probably for something bad too, but we'll stick on the good. If you long for something enough that is good, you, you can draw it to yourself. And so longing is important. And you know me in the list, making a list and making a determination that you will put on that list the people you love, the people that you want to give the gift of connection to. And then you check off that list just like any other to-do list. Now, you're not doing it in, in the sense of, I, I have to check off the list. I have these things to do. It's organizing your heart. You can think about it like that. Like, my heart tells me I need to talk to my cousin, Pat, which mine does. And we are in a text chain, but I realize I need to call her. So I put her on the list and I don't forget that I want to make that heart-to-heart connection. I put my friends who I have not had the time to, or not taken the time to talk to recently because I've been very busy and between family obligations and work and just life. But who is on that list? If I write it down, I don't forget. For me, I don't trust that I'm going to remember all of the things that are on my list because there are many and I'm juggling. And in order to keep those things that are important at the top of the list, I put it at the top of the list and then I check it off. And then I know I did it. And I know I consciously did it. And so I'm saying to you, during this holiday season, when you and I are supposed to be at home, not traveling, being mindful of our health and the health of others. We can use the phone. We can use a computer. We can write notes and mail them. We can choose to connect with people who are important to us and including people who may not be on our daily or weekly list, but who we know it would be a treat for us to talk to in this season of giving and loving. So, you know me, I've got a great quote. It's a little bit of a long quote, but it's very good. So let me read it to you. It's from, it's from Brene Brown. 
And it says, we cultivate love when we allow our most vulnerable and powerful selves to be deeply seen and known. And when we honor the spiritual connection that grows from that offering with trust, respect, kindness, and affection. She goes on, love is not something we give or get. It is something that we nurture and grow. A connection that can only be cultivated between two people when it exists within each one of them. We can only love others as much as we love ourselves. Shame, blame, disrespect, betrayal, and the withholding of affection damage the roots from which love grows. Love can only survive these injuries if they are acknowledged, healed, and rare. A lot to unpack, right? Love is not something we give or get. It is something that we nurture and grow. And so that sense of connection, she says, a connection that can only be cultivated between two people when it exists within each one of them. I love this quote because there's a lot to think about. First, we have to love ourselves. We, a lot of people don't think about that. A lot of people think, you know, I have to give, give, give. You know, people who are generous, which I'm hoping all of us are, but many people who are generous are constantly giving outwardly. But what about giving inwardly? If you start with yourself, nurturing yourself, nurturing your heart, nurturing your dreams, what is important to you? What is important to you? And are you doing the things that will support your goals and dreams? Or are you sabotaging yourself? Sometimes we say things we want to do, and then we don't do them. And then we feel bad. Or we look at a timeline and go, oh, I said I was going to do that, and I didn't do it, and now I'm mad at myself. All of that is, is clutter in your brain and in your being. It's way better to slow down, take the time to figure out what is important to you. What do you value? What do you need? What do you need to nurture yourself? And what kinds of connections do you need and do you believe you deserve in order to have a life of sweetness and, you know, the sweetness like the nectar of goodness that can just fill your being? What does it take to make that happen? Brene Brown says it starts with you, with your connection to yourself paying attention to yourself, knowing what you need, what you want, what you deserve, and plotting your course so that you can have those things to make yourself feel whole and, and healthy. And what kinds of connections do you want and need that can continue to buoy you, to make you feel strong, and to make them feel strong too? That, that connection that is this circular experience of love and commitment and support. What do you need? What kinds of connections do you need? This is important to think about because what I've discovered is that what people often do is have connections by convenience. So the people that we often spend the most time talking to 
are the people who are in close proximity to us. Now, if it's your family, that's great. Your neighbors, when we were going out to work, coworkers, um, people who are in a social club or a business club with you, all of these connections can be good if you're conscious about who you're making that connection with. Why do I say that? Because connections by convenience sometimes aren't healthy. Often people make connections with people who are negative and who will stoke the flames of negativity. I warn all of us to be aware of that and to step back. If you talk to someone and every time that conversation begins at a certain point, it spirals into negativity. When you notice the spiral into negativity, get off the phone, end the encounter. If it happens consistently, maybe that's a time for you to say, uh, this is not the relationship for me. This has happened to me a couple of times. There was someone that uh, my husband and I were very close with. At, through work, through mutual connections, and we spent a lot of time together. And the, the, it was a couple. The woman of the couple specializes in talking about people negatively, dreaming up stories. Sometimes they're true. Sometimes they're so fantastical. I don't think they're true. She's a storyteller. So it's kind of interesting and can be fascinating to sit back and listen to someone tell more and more and more stories, weaving a web of stories. And I realized almost always the stories were at the expense of someone. Someone was being maligned, someone's name, someone's history, someone's family relationships, someone's hardships were being amplified. Someone was being talked about really bad. And I don't like that. That's not the company I want to keep. And so I said, you know what? No, I'm, I'm standing back. I'm standing down. This is not what I want. And it took a while because we were really intertwined. We spent a lot of time together. At first, I would go and have a reason to leave so I wouldn't have to stay there the whole time as the conversation spiraled. And then I realized I don't have to do this. I'm a grown woman. I don't have to be in this relationship anymore because it is not filling my spirit with goodness. It is making me feel distressed and disturbed. And I can cut that out. And I did. So that was a disconnection. Sometimes we have to disconnect if it isn't serving us. And it was not easy to do because this had become a pattern. It was not easy to do because it took longer for my husband to do it. So I disconnected first and that was kind of awkward, but I felt I had to and ultimately he felt he had to as well. Sometimes disconnection is essential and it can feel like death because, because if you're very, if you feel that you've been very close to someone and it's not serving you anymore and you have to extricate yourself from that, there's a, a loneliness that can set in just because this was something you did, a sadness that could set in. But if that connection isn't serving you, isn't good for you, 
it's important for you to disconnect. That gives you space for your heart to open, for you to look into your soul and determine what do you need? What kind of connection is healthy for you? And that's what you look for. That's what you go for. Just like we make lists of things that we have to do in order to get through our day, taking care of family responsibilities, work responsibilities, health responsibilities. What about soul responsibilities? I think friendships and connections that are healthy, that are loving and honest, feed our soul. I want soul connections. I cultivate soul connections. And when you do that, even if you don't talk to somebody for a long time, but you have made that connection, it, when, when you come together again, normally it's not, oh, I'm so sorry I haven't talked to you. It's, it's more like you took a breath and then you're right back in the flow again because you made a soul connection, a heart-to-heart -heart connection that is so powerful that it stands the test of time. Connection. Let me read this quote to you one more time. It's a long one, but I think it's worth it. It's from Brene Brown. And she says, we cultivate love when we allow our most vulnerable and powerful selves to be deeply seen and known. And when we honor the spiritual connection that grows from that offering with trust, respect, kindness, and affection. Love is not something we give or get. It is something that we nurture and grow, a connection that can only be cultivated between two people when it exists within each one of them. We can only love others as much as we love ourselves. We can only love others as much as we love ourselves. Shame, blame, disrespect, betrayal, and the withholding of affection damage the roots from which love grows. Love can only survive these injuries if they are acknowledged, healed, and rare. That is so powerful. It has to be rare for you to shame someone, blame someone, disrespect someone, betray someone, or withhold affection from someone. If it happens too often, it can't be healed. Isn't that powerful? When we think about the connections in our lives, the soul connections, I want us to remember that they're tender and vulnerable, even as they can be strong. They are based on trust. You don't just say, oh, that's my friend. I love that person. And therefore, I can open my whole heart to them. It takes time to build trust and to, to allow vulnerability to unmask your truth in a way that you can share it with others and feel safe. A soul connection takes time to cultivate. In this season, I want us to remember our soul connections. Who are those people who we feel that heart-to-heart -heart tug with? And even if you haven't talked to them in a long time, long time, contact them, contact them, tell them you love them, 
Tell them you just wanted to hear their voice. Tell them whatever your soul is calling you to say or do. We can feel the joy and closeness of this season without leaving our homes. It doesn't, it's not going to replace whatever it is that we used to do. But we have to do it differently. And I think of Christmas, I don't think I've ever spent Christmas one time. I was about to say, I've never spent Christmas in my home in New York City because I always travel to my family in Baltimore. The one time we did it was the year that my daughter was born, 17 years ago, because she was born around Thanksgiving. She was just a month old. We didn't go to Baltimore. I don't think so. I have to ask them. Because we go every year, I don't even remember, but I'm, I think we didn't go. This year, we're not going. My mother is 91. We have a new baby in the family who's three months old now. We want to be together, like seriously want to be together, and we cannot. And so we're following the rules. But we will be together virtually. We will see each other. We will sing songs together like we do every year. We will open gifts together. We will figure out how to enjoy each other. And I hope you do the same thing too. I hope that you will make the connection with your family, but beyond your family, with whom do you have soul connections? Contact those people, share your love, your joy, your heart with them. It counts for a lot. Make that soul connection. Write down the people who are on your soul connection list and then joyfully put hearts by them after you contact them. It's worth it, you're worth it. Let's celebrate together by making soul connections with those people we love and adore. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste. Now, is it going to let me? Huh? Here we go. Bye, everybody.